is the author's first name Mieri? Is that the way you would pronounce that? Let me look around. Yeah, I uh, guess Mieri is probably it. Yeah. Okay, Mieri. Mieri. Kiran Mishi, I guess. Sure. Okay, we'll go with that. I just want to... Let's see. Her that is our earnest attempt at saying it correctly. Uh-huh. <laughs> everyone welcome back to manga in your ears helen and Corey are with me as always hey and um as you all come to expect we have two new manga series this week an, an old one and a new one a, com- a completed one and a new one um so our first series of the day is the girl that can't get a girlfriend by mary here here oh gosh <laughs> We practiced this before before the podcast, and I still completely butchered it. Only by the first me- name is practice, so. By Mieri Good Lord. <laughs> um, but this one... Hiranishi. Hiranishi. This one is put out by Viz. It says it's a Viz original, so I guess it's maybe a little bit different than... Um, but it, it well, the title pretty much covers it. Really, it's a, it's about a girl that can't get a girlfriend. And Barry is an awkward uh, college student. She hasn't had like any real dating experience. I uh, I think she assumes that she's straight until I, I think it's a reference to uh, Michiru and Haruka from Sailor Moon. She sees them or sees anim- what she calls anime lesbian, and she she realizes that she might not be straight. Um, and she has she has crushes on other butch women so she starts college and she joins the gay straight alliance and she meets um, a woman that she likes but she's like oh my gosh what if she's not attracted to me because i'm butch too i should change so she like goes through this awkward stage of trying to change herself to get her crush to like her and i don't know where i expected this to go it says on the back it literally says on the back from first crush to getting first crushed. So there's obviously a, a sad point to this, but it it was a little heart-wrenching for me to watch the main character go through her first uh her first relationship and how it eventually winds up. But you she definitely starts out with a lot of different insecurities about who she is and what she likes. Um and by the end of the book she's in a totally uh she's in a totally different place so i really enjoyed this one it kind of had the same feel as like um, my lesbian experience with loneliness which is a real favorite of mine so i enjoyed this and i completely picked it up on a whim i just saw it at the store and saw the title and i'm like you know that sounds like that will be up my alley so i picked it up um cory didn't have the chance to read this one but helen what did you Corey is that guy who can't get a manga now. That, that's, <laughs> the that's, the, that's the second volume. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think I had seen like little snippets of it before when it was being posted on Twitter or originally, and it hadn't quite jibed with me then, but I was interested in giving this full version a chance, and I did like it. Um, I feel like um, our, our protagonist's uh, woes over not being able to get a girlfriend are 
deliberately presented kind of over the top, so I felt okay laughing about them. It was like, okay, I, f- I feel like I am supposed to laugh at this. I'm not just being a horrible person here. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, it was like, I can definitely see how two people would get in this kind of relationship and end up having to break up just because there were a couple of things they assumed and didn't communicate really well, like long distance stuff. Stuff that seemed like both of them meant well and were just kind of new at this. Um, I think the creator said at the end that they were afraid that they might have portrayed um, their girlfriend a little too harshly. And I was like, no, it felt fairly fair. It felt like, you know, you guys both thought you were on the same page and then you actually weren't. (laughs) Although I was thinking, taking four years to get over it, like, I feel like if you had talked to a therapist, this would have helped some. I think it would have gone a little bit quicker. Although I appreciated that she was honest about that because I figure there are there are people, if not lots of people, that it takes them a really long time to get over a relationship that was fairly short. I think in the manga, she dated her girlfriend for like a month, but it being her first girlfriend and she um, she talked to her about things she'd never talked to anybody else about. Of course, there's a little there's a um, a panel in the manga where it shows that like her literally opening a door when she's talking about talking to her girlfriend about. Um, a lot of different things so I can if you if you've never dealt with that before and then you also don't have anybody to talk to about it I could see it taking a really long time four years is a long time but I appreciated her like being honest about. yeah because it's like uh, yeah definitely I can understand why this is hitting you especially hard but on the other hand four years ma'am four years yeah (laughs) yeah, I think uh, well she the author talks about that like the process of of writing and creating the manga one day she realized that she wasn't crying about it anymore she was able to kind of move on from it because she shared it with other people um i just hate that it took her like that and the things that it did to her self-esteem and it is i guess in a way to me it was kind of sad because they like helen said they really did seem like two people that just they weren't on the same page but they didn't have enough experience to know that they weren't or to know that to to know to ask those questions to make sure they were on the same page and um so I can certainly see how she walked away with it with some of the insecurities that she had. Well, she talked a lot about, well, um, they were they were long distance and they, they had planned on that, but she was going to graduate later in the year than her girlfriend thought. And so her girlfriend was like, oh, I can't do this for like an additional four months or whatever. Like this, it's too long to be apart. And so she walks away thinking that like, why couldn't she wait for me? Was well, not special enough for her to wait for me? And so I can understand walking away with those insecurities. And I'm glad that the, the creation of them itself helped her with that. And also thought it was funny and yeah, and the girlfriend even says, it's because I've done a long-distance relationship before, and I just really don't like them. I don't do well with them. So I've decided, you know, that's not something I can really handle. And it's like, that's fair, you know. Some people can handle a long-distance relationship, and some people just go, um, we have all seen that friend or had that friend who's in the long-distance relationship, and you kind of hope they stop being long-distance soon because they will not shut up, you know. <laughs> We've all had these experiences. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Secondhand, at least, if not firsthand. Yeah, for I, sure. I will admit there were points during this I was like, man, I'm so glad I'm ace. I'm so glad. I'm <laughs> you know what? I thought the same thing when I was free. I was like, I bet you Helen's like, this is great. Thank God. You know, like, I, I, I thought about you already. Like this. Yeah, it's. Rough. I'm feeling validated in my choices, <laughs> but my uh, the way I am. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I, it's nice. I also did find it kind of funny but, that she. She was saying that, like, oh, like, butch lesbians are just less popular or, like, having a butch lesbian like another butch lesbian is just a less common pairing. And I was like, wow, because I feel like I know more butch lesbians than femmes, honestly. So that was interesting to hear from their own experiences, you know, trying to date and just 
not having a lot of options, frankly. Yeah, yeah, it was interesting. And the the part in the beginning where she she buys a wig and a dress <laughs> on it, it just doesn't work for her. Like, it, yeah. Um, yeah, and she normally draws herself looking kind of like a little stick figure sort of compared to everyone else who's looking like more regular manga-ish. Um, but, e- but even then it was clear that um, this was just not a look that was working for her. That also did make it kind of funny whenever um, like Ash was like, you're so cute. And when we just see her in her usual stick figure self, you know, it's uh-huh. like, um, uh, we'll have to take her word for it, you know? <laughs> well, and she definitely puts her on a pedestal in the beginning. She just thinks mm-hmm. she, yeah. she's so much smarter and cooler than she is. And then she finds out on their first date that, you know, Ash is nervous. That a- Ash won't look at her for the whole day, so she thinks that something is wrong. And when she asks her about it, she's like, oh, I'm just so nervous. It's hard for me to look at you. And she finds that really hard to believe. Like, me? I just look like this. So I like, like, um, the touches like that. But I hated to see her have to go through that process. And um, she, one of the things that stuck out to me is she was very... It might have been her, partially her age, but she was very much a A plus B should equal C. So she thought that the long distance was the issue. So she thought, okay, I'll get a job. I think Ash is originally in Japan. So Mm -hmm. uh, Mary is kind of like, oh, I'll get a job in Japan. Like I'll get an internship and I'll go back to Japan and then we can be together. And so that's literally what she does. She goes and like desperately tries to find a job or internship to get back there and, and Obviously, that doesn't work out for her. And she's even more devastated because she thought it was just the breakup was a problem that she needed to solve versus something that that happened that had already occurred. She just thought if she attacked the problem and resolved it, that the breakup itself would go away. And that wasn't really the case. Not when you're dealing with. It makes sense when you figure out just how young they are, because I think both of them are like Did I lose you? 20 to 23. So. I, I feel like the messiest relationship breakups I've seen amongst my friends have been when they were in, like, college age or shortly after that. Corey, that you might have missed out on. You might, you might have missed out on this. It was, it was interesting. Like, I think, I think one volume was enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'd definitely be interested in seeing what they're doing in the future, but um, I feel like one volume was a good length for the story, and it was pretty fun. Corey, you should definitely pick it up if it's um, ever going to come into your local comic book store. Uh, they confirmed my order, so... I'm just waiting for it. Mm, maybe we just jumped the gun and review and talked about this too fast. Exactly, too fast for <laughs> Pulp Fiction comics in Los Angeles, physically. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if it's out digitally. I'd have to take a look. But yeah, I. It is because uh, that's how I read it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So the title worked. I mean, I picked it up at the bookstore on a complete whim, so the title worked for me. <laughs> um, so I thought I thought it was pretty interesting, and it's a good uh, look at like a sort of an early life relationship. So Corey, I hope you get the chance to read. One of these days, yeah. We, I feel like we read a lot of manga, uh, specifically LGBTQ plus manga. That's just like, you should go to therapy and also you're not straight. <laughs> Listen, this is what I tell all my friends, too. You should go to therapy and also you're not straight. <laughs> An anthem for our lives, yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> Well, if we don't have any other um, final thoughts on this one, it's a little short, so this segment is a little short, but we can jump into the second series. Let's go!
do it. We're already, we're already back. Uh, we're going to talk about <laughs> Turn On Your New Legs by uh, Wakaru Midori, published by Yen Press. Uh, currently three volumes out, a total of five volumes total. Um, and the fourth and fifth volumes are scheduled to come out uh, April and July of this year, according to Wikipedia. So take that as you, take that as you will. Um, but this one is about, what is his name? Kikuzato. Who is a, uh, he was a uh, prestigious soccer player in elementary school and middle school. He went to this prestigious soccer school called God knows what, uh, because it's not on the back of the book. Um, <laughs> but uh, he was in an accident sometime between junior high and middle school, and now his left leg was, his left leg was amputated, uh, above the knee amputation. Um, and he's just kind of, uh, as you may imagine, losing a limb is uh, very jarring in your life. And he's kind of uh, listlessly going through through life at this point. He doesn't have the thing that like, literally his entire life up to this point was focused on in soccer anymore. And so he's just going to school, coming back from school, sleeping, eating, and then I guess studying and going back to sleep. Um, the ideal high school life, perhaps, but not for him. Um, but at some point, he, um, he learns that there is this thing called the Paralympics, and there's this other thing called, uh, being able to run with a, uh, with a, uh, prosthetic leg. Um, so he gets really into this, joins the track and field team, and that's pretty much the manga up to this point. Um, I thought it was really interesting, really entertaining. Uh, I was a little suspicious of it, uh, with the first volume, I didn't know if it was gonna be, like, weirdly ableist for some reason, but I guess that was a, an unfound fear on my part, thankfully. Um, but this is a solid sports manga. I, I liked this one um, as, a, as a sports manga enthusiast, and I think it delves into the topics of, um, of like being an amputee and running without feeling too overbearing, uh, like some of the LGBTQ manga that we've read, where it just feels like you're telling us about how to be gay, and we, we've been on the internet, we know. Um, but this... <laughs> For this one, um, it didn't feel like that. And maybe because I'm not in the world as much, but uh, or not in the in the circle of um, Paralympics type things. But what do you think? Um, I was I'm I was excited to t- well, first I was excited to read this one. I thought the premise was interesting, but then now that I've read it, I was excited to talk about this one because um, so they talk about orthotics and like prosthetic legs and all of that, but they talk a lot about the process of like making orthotics there are some images in uh in the manga and like i've only i've worn orthotics like my entire life and i'm like this is actually really accurate like this is actually what they do this is um how they sort of craft them and they talk about when he needs to make adjustments to his leg sort, sort of how they heat it up and change it and they're like don't be afraid to come to us and let us know um if, if it doesn't fit right, if it bothers your skin, like we need to know all these things so you can adjust it. So that part of it, I was really interested in because it felt very true to my own life and some of the things that I've been through. I thought that was really cool. Like, obviously, I've never seen that in another manga. And I can't necessarily relate to like having um, a prosthetic limb, but sort of the orthotic part of it, because they tend to go together. Like the, the clinics, we have both. Um, that's really interesting. And it was like, from, from the experience that I've had, it was accurate. So that was a lot of fun for me. And then sort of, he trips a lot in this manga. He falls a lot with that prosthetic. Like that is also very accurate. I really, I really enjoy, he's on his face like a lot. Um, and I like, 
that for me, like I'm not the biggest sports manga fan, but I have a couple that I really like. And this is one that I really enjoy. So I read the three volumes that are out and I'm kind of sad that it stopped there. And like the the last volume sort of um, incorporated COVID. So I'm not sure where they're going to go with that. I think the volume must have been coming out when COVID came around or at least was in the very beginning. So I'm kind of curious where they're going to go with that. But I was a little surprised by that addition. I don't know where this is going to go. So it's, it's interesting. I just that's the piece of the manga that I really enjoyed. And that's why I've been kind of itching. to. Yeah, I read the first two volumes. So no COVID has appeared in there yet. But they are talking a lot about um, the upcoming Tokyo um, Olympics. Uh, when I was assuming they meant the 2020 Olympics. Uh, which uh, famously got delayed a little bit because of COVID. Uh, But yeah, I really liked this. Um, It reads very easily. It was, um, it it just felt not forced um, and had a lot of nice little character details. Like um, we see him when he's lounging around at home, he's got the prosthetic off because, you know, there's no need for him to be wearing it at home. You know, he's not moving around a ton. He's not trying to impress anyone. Um, It was just also really cool to see, you know, different details about the blades. Um, You know, he he had a good attitude, too. And I was like, I'm not not saying that manga characters always need to be, you know, a certain way. But it's a little easier to root for them if they're like, okay, I am genuinely going to try it something. You know, I'm genuinely curious. Um, Yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to reading the other few volumes of the series. Um, Like I said, I got the first two. And hopefully five volumes is enough for the story they're going to be telling. Not sure yet. Like you guys, yeah. I'm not entirely sure what the end goal is going to end up being. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, especially like when I started reading that third volume, um, I saw I just saw the mask sign where it's like more masks will be coming. And I'm like, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> We've avoided it for so long, but we have finally caught COVID in our manga. Yes. Yeah. And um, at the end of the book, the, the mangaka was like, oh, I had the option of not including COVID. It's a fictional story, but I, I wanted to include it and see like, kind of what would happen with uh, with characters. I'm like, oh, man. Especially Can't since even they were mentioning like, a real-world Olympics. Yeah. 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 And I, I tweeted that, too, because um, I tweeted when I was reading Perfect World that they mentioned, oh, I wonder what will be going on in 2023 20, years from now. And I'm like, don't, don't bring it up. Uh, but yeah, I mean, especially with like all these manga that we're talking about the Olympics, uh, this one, uh, Tokyo Tagagaber Girls, which like famously they just want to have boyfriends by the time the, the Olympics they came around. They got an extension on it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I'm very interested to see where it goes at the very least, because like in 2020 across the, the world, I would assume. So, I mean, in the US, definitely in Japan, according to this manga, yes. Uh, high school competitions, college competitions were canceled. Um, so like, what is his, uh, what is his angle, especially when he said specifically it would help him more if he had like an angle to work toward, whether that's just participating in a competition or, um, I don't know, a specific, uh, time that he wants to run, uh, and however many meter dash in, but, uh, yeah, it's interesting to see, or it'll be interesting to see what's, what's going on. But yeah, I agree with you, Helen, that, um. There are some great characters in here, too. This isn't like Welcome to Danish K, where it's just kind of a downtrodden dude who's trying to get out of that. Uh, he gets out of it pretty quickly in this in the manga at the beginning. And his buddy, who um, we haven't seen much of, Take, uh, he has a fuller, uh, longer name, but I don't remember what it is. That's what, he's, what uh, uh, Kikuzato calls him, it's Take. But he's kind of going... childhood through. friend who's clearly still having some mixed emotions about... Yeah. Um, our main character not being able to do 
soccer anymore, but I'm pretty sure there are Paralympic competitions with soccer, so I- I'm wondering if, if that might be something he could do in the future. Just mm-hmm. might be harder to do in high school without like a full team of people where running track, um, you are to an extent running it solo unless you're like in a group competition. So I feel like that would be easier to work in with uh, we've got one person on the team for prosthetic, but that doesn't mean that we all need to enter into like a specific competition, etc. Right. Yeah. And his new friend is um, he's just very observant, very good at uh, coaching him in, in the track thing. The rest of the, the track team is pretty neat. They uh, milk well off of each other. Uh, yeah, it's just like a good it's a good little sports manga. And a number of them are nerds that are like, yeah, I can tell that you're not running this way or this way and he's like oh and he doesn't take it badly he's just like okay yeah it's really helpful you know to have other people who are able to you know spot these things that i can't see because i'm moving and i'm not in front of a mirror so he has a good attitude towards it like he's definitely sketched out at first by um his new prosthetic maker who is deliberately acting sketch i, th- I think he enjoys <laughs> fucking with people to at least some extent <laughs> yes. which it's one of those where it's like it's fun to read about this in a fictional series but i'm glad it's not something i have to deal with in my real life um but yeah he, he's got a good attitude and it seems like he'll go far it seems like he's already got like kind of an athletic sense for like oh i can tell that my body's not moving quite the way i need it to to run a race i can tell that this part of the prosthetics gonna be an issue you know it's good i'm really glad this one got picked up and um it'd be really cool if we got an anime out of it just you yeah. know if production studios in japan need to make another anime out there i know they've already got so many but you know yeah, they can finally make an anime about COVID. I mean, wasn't that one of the episodes of Cells at Work? Was it? I, I think the last chapter of the manga might have been about COVID. Okay, that's horrifying. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Coward. <laughs> yeah, I I liked it. Not in real life. But <laughs> I liked the prosthetic guy. I'm like, I would like to just have like a whole side manga of him just like meeting different people and making prosthetics and orthotics to them I, I just i don't know i i appreciated the addition of his character because you wind up you wind up building a relationship with that person they're basically either like assisting you with a limb or helping you create um one that fits you so you do build a they don't they don't trick you on the phone or follow you around but it's still it's still an interesting an interesting relationship and even the addition of like the carbon blade i think carbon sort of uh prosthetics and orthotics are like sort of newer so i thought that was interesting that that was even included they're supposed to be sort of like lighter or or, but it just that sort of stuff was cool to me that that was and like and like helen and Corey said it's a good cast of characters i don't remember his new friend's name but he was one of my favorites too he just seemed so like sweet and like um it he wasn't trying to force like the main character to be cheery. He just tried to give him tips and kind of be there when he needed assistance and would kind of change the way he approached him if he didn't like certain things. I just liked that character a lot. Him and the weird prosthetics. Yeah, yeah. it was funny when um our main character was looking at blades, um the prosthetics um for running specifically the first time. I was thinking of that old um <laughs> meme you see on twitter like you may not like it but this is what peak performance looks like like this is peak performance for a human body um, for running legs it is just a very skinny piece of metal (laughs) 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 this is peak performance right here guys it is just a spring attached to your leg yeah it gets into some of the um minutia of like wearing the prosthetic too where it's like you have to uh put the uh put the mold onto your stump and um the the mold has to fit like a, your stump exactly 
that looks unique to uh, every individual. Um, Which kind of reminded me of dentistry, honestly, with like retainers. Yeah, that's a good, that's, yeah. Yeah, and it has to uh, be airtight, like you have to get all the air out of there so it doesn't fall off, but also so it doesn't like chafe you in weird ways, which is a complaint from some of the characters in there when they're being fitted with them at first. You want that perfect airtight fit, especially for athletes, because you, like, walking around, you could probably deal with a little discomfort, but like you shouldn't, obviously. But athletes especially, you're going to know every single place that you have any discomfort. Yeah, or I remember when he's meeting someone new and he's like, they don't look like much, but that guy also has the thickest legs I have ever seen. Like, he's clearly an athlete since, yeah, yeah, this is an additional weight that your body wasn't, you know, originally designed to carry, no matter how light you make it. Like, this is, this takes real effort to do. Like, he's trying to run it first with um, his um, regular everyday prosthetic, but clearly it's just not quite designed for um, that kind of movement, that kind of intensity. Um I remember when he was when there was a shot of it, and you could see that it's got you know a very mechanical looking joint, and then just like a fake foot at the end. I was thinking just how silly it is sometimes that you design prosthetics, you know, to be you know looking like a human uh, leg when it's like it's not actually. You know, it feels kind of funny that we're trying to fake it there instead of you know embracing our like cyberpunk futures. Right. I think they had a little bit of that, and um, at the end of Perfect World, have you all read the end of it yet? No, no, it's definitely on my list, but I haven't read more than like the first couple. Well, slight spoilers: there is someone with a uh, with an amputated leg that walks around with it, and it's kind of they're they're proud with they are proud of it. They they wear uh, things where their legs would be showing. Hey guys, check out my cool new tech. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's <laughs> a way to look at it. <laughs> some sweet stickers on it, like the like the sketchy guy. Oh, yeah, that was kind of funny where he's like, please stop using me for advertising. And he's like, no, this is what you, you're, you're like, that's kind of like what sports athletes do. You know, they wear their sponsorship things. Yeah. Again, fun character to read about in a series, but I'm like, I would not want the, this guy in my real life. Like, April, would you yeah. trust this guy to make um, your orthopedics, like your insoles? No, not, not, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> no, he seems very passionate about it. And that's nice. I have run. I don't know. But I have run into folks that do that that do this that are very passionate about it. Yeah, and like like you all mentioned, it has to be fitted typically, so it's kind of a, a personal thing. Like someone is building for one of your limbs. But no, I don't think no, I don't think he sounds like an interesting guy in manga. <laughs> all right, anything else on this manga before we call it good? Uh, it hope, is good. <laughs> I hope that um the first volume or for other people because i've never seen the first volume in the store i see the other two and i've never seen the first one so hopefully the first one is out there for other people so they can actually start it <laughs> i think it's sold out fast since that was like the first time i'd ever gotten a digital review copy from yen press for mm-hmm. and i did eventually get a print review copy of this and it was already on its second printing which is really unusual for uh, in my experience so i think it might have actually just sold well either that or covid production demands yeah that's also what i thought you know these days it really could be either of them i do have a first yen press edition so yes it's probably (laughs) worth a whole cover price yeah maybe less uh i think we found it at kinokuniya uh like like our comic shop only has the first or the second and third ones also um anyway where can we find everybody on the internet you can find me on Twitter at Mangio Ren as long as we say this now we say this every time, but as long as Twitter is still there or they don't, <laughs> I'm, 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 still, I'm still there. <laughs> 
freaking find April posting like some really strange hot takes on Elon Musk on there and getting yourself kicked off. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. Or hacked and here's some NFT garbage. No. <laughs> but yes, as long as Twitter still stands, I will be there at Wandering Dreamer. And you can also find my reviews and the other podcast I co-host over at theosg.com. Uh, we do have a Twitter feed, uh, but again, you know, just in case we need Twitter backups, we've got a website. You can find um, me on Twitter at Taikumenko, T-A-I-I-K-U-M-E-N-C-O. You can find this podcast on Twitter at Mongering Your Ears. You can find all of our episodes over at taikupodcast.com, smelled like my handle, but with podcast. Um, next up, hang of episode, manga's done. Wait, what? I didn't know we were doing that. <laughs> <laughs> the cord just ended manga. <laughs> <laughs>